You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. I'm Pisiphus, the crime weaver. The thing about this bit... Yeah. That we do is that I didn't this time. Uh oh. Damn it, Gordy. <laughs> Somebody picked one out for you earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. You did hold do on. it. You just did it way early. I did. Yeah, I did it. It, it was just kind of out it. of sequence. <laughs> Again, I would like to point out that you're the one who asks us if we're ready and hits the play button. Well, ready to like say, <laughs> like, say things. <clears throat> is the throat's ready? Well, clearly mine is not. No, you, you lost your readiness. <clears throat> Is the throats ready? Yes. I'm Gordy, the Equalizamancer. <laughs> Thank you, Timothy. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Hey, guys. Yeah? I've stolen identities three weeks in a row now. Uh-huh. Yeah. I haven't gotten any money. Well, what are you doing with them? I'm not sure I'm quite clear on the process. Uh, the process is steal identity aren't they supposed to want it back and give me money for it i mean ransom question mark question mark profit it depends like what kind of a identity theft thefter thief you are Mm -hmm. identity thief yep like are you are you pokemoning them where you just have them where i put them in a computer to live forever are you like are you using them to go undercover i just want money yeah, I would I would probably get in touch with them then. Okay. If they have an offer, then I would probably send a message and just be like, Hey, what's up? I haven't heard from you. <laughs> I do I have this identity of yours. Thought maybe you'd want it back. Just wanted to follow up? Yeah. I mean, communication's good. It is. Alright, so what what do we do on the show other than fund Tyler's money laundering schemes? Well, Carmen is going to read uh, a stranger, obscure piece of folklore or fairy tale to me and Tyler. She has chosen one that we have never heard before. We hope it's one that some of you have never heard before. Uh, and we are, by the end of this, we are going to attempt to make it make sense. We're going to try to fix the plot holes, try to update it for all of you, our modern audience. Because folklore is a living medium. Yep, we're dragging it, kicking, and screaming into the modern age. Uh, Today we are going back to Gremlins. Grem. Because we have to clear the deep, deep pile of Grim shit that is placed before us. (laughs) Jakob. Jakob and... Wilhelm. Wilhelm. Um, Today we are reading the three languages, which was suggested by Zane on Twitter. Thank you, Zane. Is this just a textbook? About three languages. Am I being muzzied? Are you going to teach me French? Yes, with my very clear knowledge of any other language, as has been demonstrated by my mangled pronunciations (laughs) of things in our own fucking country (laughs) on this show. They're on the West Coast, and that's far away from Georgia. (laughs) We don't learn about them. We have an executive producer this week. This episode is brought to you by Jake, a.k.a. Buck on the Discord. Who has been designated Arn Thompson type 766, the magic sleep. Magic sleep. Sounds nice. It does sound nice. I'm where do jealous. I, where do I get one of those sleeping beauty curses where I can just sleep for a long time? Well, that's that's like 401. 401? Yeah. That's what a, do you mean? That's a different Arn Thompson. Well, whichever. I mean, any kind of magic sleep. Well, thank you, Buck. <laughs> Let us thank know you. the secrets to your magic sleep. You didn't want to talk about that anymore? <laughs> You didn't want to talk about the sleep store? The sleep store? Yeah. Where they give you magic sleeps or curses? It's one or the other. Like, do you get to choose or is it kind of a gamble? You choose by how much you pay. Cheap ones or curses. They do the same thing, but it sucks more. It is a gamble because you have to pay more than whatever the last person paid. This is the freaking murder bus business scheme. It's like a- applied to like a mattress store. <laughs> yeah, it's like a price is right 
it kind is. of thing like you have to get you have to get just over the last bid or you get the curse version and like you don't know maybe the last person was just sort of down on their luck and they were willing to take a curse for a buck <laughs> like curse me up man <laughs> i need it so you're safe to pay ten dollars like to interrupt this bit sure. to say that uh the we're getting through the executive producer queue so if you are interested in that it's a pretty short wait now <laughs> it's a week to week wait now basically all right so the three languages is arn thompson type 671 the three languages titular as often them happens boys. with the grims them grimmies all right so jumping over a ravine in a carriage with a german flag on it <laughs> uh, this is sourced from Project Gutenberg's online database So thank you Project Gutenberg for making these things available Thank you Johann Gutenberg The original Gutenberg Thank you Steve Gutenberg Steve Gutenberg who of course uh, For building Captain America Designed that weird museum Guten, Guten The Gutenhog Gutenhog Museum <laughs> The right? Guggenheim Yeah that one Cutting you two off. Let's do this thing. Once there was an aged count who lived in Switzerland. A what? An aged count. An old man. Yeah, but he's a count. That isn't impressive. And he loves to count. We've read about kings. Yeah. And fairies. He got and a... hell taxes. None of them were on Sesame Street. Switzerland? Are they allowed to have counts? Is that is that not a neutral thing to have? <laughs> a count? I don't know. What I... is a count? Other than a vampire? Other than a vampire? Is that not what that means? I mean, Switzerland <laughs> had kings and stuff too, right? Huh? Switzerland had kings and stuff too. Did they? And they've got banks. They need someone to do the counting. Yeah, okay. That but, makes sense. Yeah, they need a count. They need counts for the counting of the money in the banks. That's the whole point of counts. That's why kings have them. Also, for the record, Carmen, there's probably a creepypasta about a lost episode of Sesame Street with hell taxes in it. Probably. If not, we could definitely write it. That was a hint to listeners. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you... write it, make it so, so that Tyler can point to and say, I, I knew it all along. <laughs> all right, so he lived in Switzerland, and his only son was stupid. And could learn nothing. <laughs> could learn nothing. No counting. No accounting. Nothing. Not, not following in the family footsteps? Family business? Nope. Just an empty-headed boy. This is a deconstruction of Sesame Street. <laughs> did the, Wait, did the Count have like a smart son or something? No, but it was about learning. Oh, yeah, sure. And then you have sort of the, the epitome of unlearning. Yes. Or non-learning. Yeah, this boy represents the um, the preschool and early elementary aged public that, whose heads are empty and need to be filled with numbers and prepositions. It's either that or the Count <clears throat> had a Twilight Zone monkey paw wish where he got a son, but the son cannot count. <laughs> would, the, would the Count want... The Sesame Street count. Yeah. Would he want his son to be able to count? Yes. You think so? He wants everyone to count. That is kind of you, his whole driving motivation. You don't think he'd be worried about a usurper? I think he'd want an heir. Yeah, he craves a usurper. Then he can <laughs> he go craves so. some kind of lineage. You think yeah. so? Then he can go quietly count things on a beach. But he's a vampire. He can count all the grains of sand on a night beach. Is he? Is he not immortal as a vampire? Sure. Yeah, but you know how long it takes to count all the friggin' ga grains of sand on the beach? He has the time. He's a vampire. Right, but he only has the time when he retires. He wants, well, it's whenever. And he needs someone to pick up Who? his mantle. And also, Van Helsing is hot on his trail. It's true. <laughs> Who? <laughs> my, That'd be a fun episode of my, Sesame Street. <laughs> my advisor in college on his office door had a picture of uh i think it was blade did blade hunt vampires yeah and was yeah. a vampire yeah blade like throwing one of his <laughs> blades and it was like coming through the count's chest um i have a question about sesame street though yeah who does the count feed on to stay alive he's learned to feed on he's, numbers he's like he's vivacious 
He has a lot of energy. I have a theory. Yeah. You'll have to remind me, though, about okay. a, a, a crucial fact, I'll say. Okay. Snuffleupagus. Fictitious, right? Only in the mind of Big Bird. Are you? Yes. Oh, I was saying, are you asking me if there's a real <laughs> Snuffleupagus? Such an animal? No, uh, imaginary friend of Big Bird, right? Uh, now that you're asking, I can't be sure. Carmen? Yes, that's I want to say yes. Uh, Big Bird is a big bird. He is a big bird, He yeah. has a lot of extra blood in him. <laughs> yeah. And maybe he's a feeling a little lightheaded <laughs> and maybe imagining a friend. Oh, uh, okay. Due to blood loss. I think the count can just siphon off a little bit here and there. Every and... week. <laughs> Yeah, but Big like, Bird is not a vampire. No. Well, well, I mean, we can't be sure. Well, only, we don't know. He doesn't have teeth because he's a bird. Only so if, if you turn that... a bird into a vampire, like they're not going to be any physical signs because their you, teeth can't get pointy. But you only turn somebody if you bite them, right? You have to bite them, and like some lore requires you like put some vampire blood back into them. But if you if you just like cut them a little bit, because otherwise you take... turn all your food into composition a competition for food. Yeah. And you take the blood mm -hmm. and you drink it somewhere else. You've not turned that person or giant bird. No. <laughs> right? For like, instance. You've just taken their blood to drink yeah, it. The Correct. count has like a secret spigot somewhere on Big Bird. Uses <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> this to fill like a bloody Mary glass. I was I was gonna a stick of celery for the vegetables. I was gonna try to make a uh, like a like a carry out cup metaphor. <laughs> like like if you go to the gas station you get like a big soda, you just fill it up and you take it in a cup. But the the other side of that would be that you put your mouth on the spigot <laughs> in the thing and just like hit the hammer and kinda let that let that life force flow into you <laughs> probably in a probably an experience worth having once all right so this count says listen son no matter what i try i can't get anything into your head so i'm sending you away because i just i'm done with this i don't even want to look at your stupid face go away i'll give you into the care of a celebrated to master to see if he can teach you anything so the son goes to a strange town and spends a year with this master how'd he get there uh, feet, carriage. How do you know where to go? Bats. His dad sent him with the master. Oh, the master came and collected. Probably. I was going to say, if you just hand that boy a map, he doesn't know how to read. Yeah, no, the dad sent him somewhere. <laughs> he had some kind of envoy. I gotcha. Whether he met the master there or <laughs> the master came and collected him and brought him to his secret master school, I don't know. But he was not left to his own devices. After a year, he comes home. And the Count asks what he's learned. Uh, the son says he's learned what dogs say when they bark. What does the dog say? He learned the guitar solo to the trooper. <laughs> How long was he away for? A year. He comes back after a year. His dad says, my son, it's so good to see you. What have you learned? He takes out a bass guitar and he starts playing Deep Purple. I learned how to shred. I learned to shred, Dad. Is that enough for you? He learned what dogs say. Yes. Woof. Probably. Bark. Yep. Boof. A woo. Boof is a good one. Yeah, he Boof. learned he learned dog in every language. Um, <laughs> so his dad says, Lord have mercy, that's all. <laughs> After a year, that's it. I am sending you to a different town with a different master for another year. Sure. So he goes to another town, another master, stays for another year, comes home, and his dad's like, All right, now tell me what you've learned. Clearly the master was the problem last time, and not his stupid son. Well, now the son says, hey, I know what frogs croak. And his dad is very frustrated and furious. And he says, you lost man. You spent all this time and learnt nothing. Are you not ashamed to appear before me? It's time for a third master, a third year. Mm -hmm. And if you learn nothing and you waste an entire year of your life, then I'm not your father anymore. That's it. So your last chance. So sends him away. He learns from the third master for a year. He comes back and says, hey, I know what birds say. Uh-huh. Which bird, though? Just A lot birds. of choices. All birds? Just birds. All birds? Every birds. Big difference between your your chickens, your roosters. Those are just dialects. Nightingales. Dinosaurs. Would it be more impressive to say that he's become an expert bird watcher? 
I mean, or, like ornithology is a is a fine field of study. Like I have learned all the birds yeah. and what they say. Like, I know. I all can of identify them by sight. a red winged blackbird. I don't know, like what by kind noise of and sight. what kind of employment that gets you, <laughs> but I like it. I don't know if the count is seeking employment for him. He just wants his it's son good, to not be dumb. It's a good question. Like, what what is the purpose here? Is it like so that he can go off? And he's just embarrassed that his son doesn't know a thing. I mean, like, I get that. You want to, you want your, like your house in shape. You want your son to at least not be a moron, <laughs> even if he's not going to go out and get employed. And I, I did mix up. It was frogs last bird second, but whatever. He learned all these three. Those are the three languages. Yeah. Um, so father is furious. He calls all his people to him and tells them that this youth is no longer his son. Also, take him to the forest and kill him. Seems unnecessary. To do the dad murders? Maybe he's afraid that his son won't have learned that he's not his son. I mean, with that corrected order, it is more insulting each time. Because he's just going to smaller, shittier animals. That's true. I think if he was moving in the other direction... Yeah, there there are animals where he could come back and be like, I know what chimpanzees say, or like I know what deer say, and you'd be like, What do deer say? I don't know if I've ever heard a deer make a noise. I found the missing link between chimp and man. What noise do beavers make? <laughs> I mean, what what does the fox say? Was the whole thing? It was. That's he could have he like, could have released that. He could have monetized that. that and been yeah. a big hit star. Yeah, he didn't. Nope. Because bird, dog, and frog? Known properties. Yeah, pretty, like, those are solved. We know we know what birds, dogs, and frogs say. Yeah, that's, on, that's on the little, the toy that you get, and it's, like, the circle of stuff, and it's got, like, the rip cord, and you pull it, and it mm-hmm. says, the something says yeah, the whatever. Say Chances are thing. you're going to land on cow. It's just weighted that way. That's true. You it's will learn that the cow says moo. It's because that's the most fun one to say. But yeah, you you can't waste a favor that someone who does music videos owes you on what does the frog say? Yeah, like what what does the frog say? It's ribbit, jackass. <laughs> don't don't waste my time with this. Get out of my face. It's ribbit, jackass would be a good album title. Would, yeah, as soon as I said, it, I was like, oh, that's that's a single name though. Yeah, you you got something there. Would it blow up to the the point that Yilvis's did? I don't know. Maybe not. It's Ribbit Jackass is the gritty reboot of Yonder Toad's comic. <laughs> it's like spawn levels of grit. Is that, is that a, like a catchphrase? It's it's Ribbit Jackass. Is that what Yonder Toad says from very far off as he tongue whips you into a building? Yes. That answers my question for the, the third button to do in the Hither Toad Yonder Toad collection. It's Ribbit Jackass. <laughs> The people took Dumboy to the forest, but they pitied him too much to kill him. So they cut out the eyes and the tongue of a deer as a token for the old man instead. Like Snow White. Yep. And the the one who fell in love with a sheep. Deer eyes don't look like human eyes. No, they don't. They don't tongue? I don't a li- know. A little weird, I think. I think they have significantly longer tongues yeah. than we do. There are plenty of like animal tongues where if you like if you put them down in a row with a human tongue, I'm not positive I could identify which is which. Like I bet I bet when they're cut off, they're all kind of just floppy messes. On a read a fairy tale where that ruse is tried and they bring the stuff back to the person and the evil queen is like, This is clearly a giraffe. <laughs> It's, like, it's a blue tongue. It is blue and floppy. <laughs> like you brought, you brought These me. are goat eyes. They are sideways. Um, her eyes were also blue, guys. Like, I know what she looked like. You brought me this gorilla's anus. <laughs> what, what is this? What do you take me for? I know what a gorilla's anus looks like. I wasn't born <laughs> yesterday. Puckered baboon cheeks. <laughs> That's the last we hear of the count. So we don't. I mean, it's ever. Uh, it's possible that the deer eyes didn't work on him. Sure. When he ransacked the village. Yeah. In a drunk rage. <laughs> we'll never know. It's like one house on fire. <laughs> Two house on fire. <laughs> Molotovs as he goes. 
Just elbowing windows open. All right, so the youth wandered around, and eventually he came to a fortress where he begged the, the local lord of the castle for a night's lodging. And the lord was a dog. He was a human, and he says, sure, but in exchange, you have to sleep in the old tower that I have over there. Full disclosure, because I'm a very honest lord, apparently, and I'm not just going to say, yeah, we got a, we got a decent guest tower for you. Um, if you want to stay here, it is at the peril of your life. That tower is full of wild dogs, which bark and howl without stop, and at certain hours, a man has to be given to them. And then they devour him at once. So, like, do the, 12 o'clock stat. Do the dogs get there. choose to live there, or were they corralled into a tower? They're, they're just there. And they demand a man. Yeah, like, at specific times of day, apparently. Uh, the whole district is dismayed by their existence and their constant barking and their constant eating of man sacrifices, but absolutely no one can do anything to stop it. We I like can... that the concern is the sound of the eating of the man and not the loss of the man, who is well, presumably also from the district. Well, probably it's also, like, they didn't say the sound of the eating of the man. I mean, you like, did. Maybe, I did, yes. Maybe he deserved it. They're they're dismayed by the whole situation, but no one can think of anything to stop it. Like maybe stop sending people to the tower to feed the dogs. Do you have to? Like, what's the consequences if that's, you don't? That's true. They they I mean maybe they come down into the village looking for food, and they drag a man back to the tower, or they just attack everybody. Either you pick, or we will. Do you just maybe. dig dig some dog pits? And domesticate them. And how how do you know that you have to send a sacrifice down there at certain times? Like, how Trial is this all error. determined? You just put a glass door in the tower so they just run into it and pass out. Just like, <laughs> And then move them somewhere else <laughs> to another village. Introduce them to a laser pointer. Yeah. It becomes their problem. Don't introduce your dogs to laser pointers. That's a terrible thing. It's dangerous. What if, what if, you, what if you try to offer a man sacrifice and then you pretend to throw him but then you put him behind your back yeah so they have to go look <laughs> for all, yeah they all dash <laughs> off and get confused that'll buy you a few hours there's what if what if you take a scarecrow and you fill him with peanut butter <laughs> just throw him in there saying you filled a man with peanut butter how what from if, from which end what if you fill the good one the good the good one the mouth end if that's what you mean if you, that's what you take to mean the good one. If I am going to be filled by peanut butter, there there is one definitely preferable entrance, and it is and it is the mouth. Um, Maybe nose. Take a bunch of Kong toys, fill those with peanut butter, stuff them in a shirt and a pair of pants. <laughs> yeah, there are solutions to this problem. All right, so the youth has no fear, and he says, "I'll go. Give me something I can throw to them, and they won't harm me." Perfect plan. I'm glad I'm as smart as this idiot. <laughs> things to aspire to (laughs) um so they gave him some food and then they led him to the tower and when he went inside the dogs didn't bark they wagged their tails at him they ate the food that he brought for them like so maybe they'd never needed a man maybe they just needed some steaks and you were (laughs) like well no one no one likes frank (laughs) let's just throw him in there i do like that leap in logic like they're just hungry dogs Dogs eat anything anyway. You could feed them broccoli and it would be fine. But if somebody says, sacrifice, <laughs> they crave human meat. I'm trying to get rid of my asshole neighbor for forever. The perfect solution. They crave Steven. Uh, and they didn't hurt him at all. The next day he comes out to the Lord of the Castle and he says, hey, um, the dogs told me in their own language what's going on with their whole situation there. Oof. <laughs> they are bewitched to watch over a great treasure that's below the tower, and they can have no rest until the treasure's taken away. Huh? They have to guard this treasure. Right. But when they fail at that, they're cool. They're let go. They don't. Yeah, that seems like a really easy they're just choice. It's an obstacle course like of dogs. Like, you are forced to guard this forever, but as soon as it's gone, like, you're just it's, free to hang out and the relax. Tre- the treasure is blowing on a dog whistle constantly. Like, it's, they can't do anything until someone... It's, uh, Listen, man, our DM just told us to sit here until the adventurers came. <laughs> we gotta guard the treasure. Whatever. 
you have a job to do we have a job to do let's just leave it at that also feed us frank <laughs> yeah if you got if you got a guy named frank with you that'd be good cook him up uh they also told me how to steal this treasure because the dogs just want the job to be over. Yeah, they're tired. Yeah, they want a break. Just let it happen. You know how hard it is to get Frank's shirt out from between their teeth? They don't have floss. So the Lord of the Castle offered to adopt the boy if he would go do this successfully. Bring I guess the treasure back? Yeah, I guess he doesn't have like a daughter to give him. Is he going to get himself triple adopted and get three kingdoms? Three dads, three kingdoms? Three dads... There's another good folklore sitcom yeah. for you. Yeah. That's like um, Three is Company, right? Sure. It's tricky social situations where two of your king dads need you on the same night for, I don't know, prince stuff. And the third one needs you to fetch a dog treasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that storyline from Three is Company where they go looking for the dog treasure? It was a weird season. All right, so the youth went down to the tower again. He followed the dog instructions exactly, which the story does not bother to share with us. And he brings up a chest full of gold, and the wild dogs all just vanish. I do like the concept of NPCs in a dungeon who are just so done with being there that they just tell you how to get through it. There's traps here. Answer to the riddle is man. <laughs> Speed this along. Places to be. That's when the DM has planned out this really intricate, wonderful world, and his players are all as dumb as this youth, <laughs> and he's, it's been pulling teeth this whole time. Like, they were supposed to find all of these treasures, and all they found was the dog codex. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dog codex. That'd be an interesting game. Like, they refused to take any of the, the adventure bait. How do you all have <laughs> negative one to every roll? <laughs> <laughs> but you're all fluent in dog. <laughs> and so the TM just wants to go home. Because <laughs> this adventure has already taken like six hours and nothing has been accomplished. Except hanging out with a bunch of pups. Like this was, the, they were supposed to save someone's life in this tower and the, the people Person were like, is long well, dead. Well, let's just bring them, let's just bring some steaks. The, the guy's like fuck like this was supposed to be a battle and you just went to the town and bought all the steak <laughs> and I got a reward I'm just done we're done with this game here's all of the clues now you're the adopted son of this lord have fun there's your treasure I'm sure it's you'll like, spend it well it's like when you plan like a series of games and riddles for your kid's birthday party and it's just at a certain point, it's not going well. <laughs> you gotta pull the ripcord. You know, yeah, you know, like you gotta get them to like to cake pretty quickly, or things <laughs> are gonna get really bad. I, I kind of want to roll a character now who takes penalties on all intelligence and wisdom checks, but who has like used every point that they can to have three languages. Animal handling. <laughs> And animal handling, yeah, but, like, three languages that no other human speaks. Like, they don't know dwarvish. They don't know elvish. They know frog. They know common frog, dog, and bird. And their constitution's off the charts. <laughs> an unkillable animal whisper <laughs> with, like, no other useful powers. Like, I, I want to play that for a DM who would let me homebrew that kind of nonsense. <laughs> Extremely high handle animal, but only on, like, small mundane animals. Yeah, only on those three. No, like, griffins or dragons or something cool. If there are any movie producers listening to this show, I would really appreciate a, like, National Treasure parody movie featuring talking dogs called The Dog Codex. That'd be good, too, yeah. Who uh, should get in touch with whoever did that? The one we just watched. The Dogateers? Yeah. They're probably hurting for work. <laughs> the Three Dogateers LLC? <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't imagine they're that busy. All right. So after some time, like, I guess he gets adopted and everything's fine as promised. They don't really go into that. He has a chest of gold and then time passes. Mm -hmm. um, the youth took it in his head that he'd like to travel to Rome. Been in one place for long enough. Time for a vacation. So on his way from Switzerland to Rome, 
or from wherever he ended up out of Switzerland to Rome, probably not that far from Switzerland. He passed by a marsh where there were many frogs croaking it up. And Count Daddy is just cool with his son's wanderlust? Uh, Count Dad doesn't have a son anymore. Lord Dad. Lord Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lord, Lord Dad Daddy. Is... <laughs> Lord Daddy's cool with it, I guess. Is that... Lord Daddy has a chest full of gold and no more dogs eating all the francs <laughs> of his kingdom. <laughs> and the and the number one rap album in the country. <laughs> the adopted son was just a formality. Right. He didn't know what to do with him afterwards. He probably discovered the same thing that Count Daddy did. Like, you had one skill, and I already is, got the benefits of that skill, so yeah, is you can... a dry well now. <laughs> yeah, go to Rome, whatever. Go to Rome. See if you can make it from... How far do you think he got from Switzerland before running into a lord? Probably not that... He might still be in Switzerland. Yes. I mean... I don't think counts rule over that larger space of land. Probably not. I don't know. He just went to the next neighborhood. At least Rome's not, like, that far on foot right well <laughs> relatively speaking it, it could be a lot worse i mean that's that's true it's I mean, a big world and he didn't, a lot of he oceans. didn't decide to go to china on foot fairyland geography is like dream geography though you just turn a corner in your room things are where you want them yeah that's true enough all right so he listened to the frogs croaking in the marsh and when he became aware of what they were saying he grew very thoughtful and kind of sad because they were all racists <laughs> and he learned something about systemic racism that day so he arrived in rome where the pope had just died and there was a great doubt among all the cardinals as to who to appoint as his successor oh man it's gonna be this idiot there's like not already established rules for that right i guess not at that time I, there are now whatever they do next in the story is why those rules are now in place there are rules now like it is, is not a right. uh, a random process but i assume that there have been rules for a long time probably there have been popes for a long time so yeah <laughs> i would guess they have had some method of determining I, I doubt they oiled it up and wrestled it out for pope i'd watch it I'd watch, I'd watch the Pope games every time they, they came around. At length, they agreed that the person who would be Pope should be distinguished by some kind of di divine and miraculous token. Like you can talk to birds. Just as they had decided this, the youth entered the church and suddenly two snow-white doves flew on his shoulders and then hung out there. He burst in and shouted, Something's turning the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Pope Alex Jones <laughs> Oh no uh, So these people asked him on the spot If he was willing to be Pope And he wasn't sure if he was worthy But the doves, <laughs> doves whispered to him Yeah do it Do, do it. it Do it coward <laughs> Do it Be Pope Be Pope you cuck <laughs> You beta So he said yes then he was anointed and he was consecrated and thus fulfilled what he'd heard the frogs say on his way in, which is what made him thoughtful and sad. And that was that he would be Pope. Just the next Pope is going to be a moron. <laughs> he walked by a marsh and all the frogs turned to him and just started yelling, Pope! Hey! Pope! He's here! It's the Pope! It's the new Pope. They're just catcalling. <laughs> Uh, then he had to sing a mass, and he didn't know one word of it, but the two doves sat continuously on his shoulders and said it all in his ear. Uh. So he could sing along. Uh. I don't like these little worm tongues. <laughs> I don't, and, I don't and either. And that is the end of the story. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's where it drops off. What is going on, Grim Brothers? <laughs> so, real sparse on the details here. It's like the alternate Dalnois. <laughs> Her nemesis tale is this one. So we have a lot of fixing to do and wild speculation. You two ready? What did he get from the dogs again? Just treasure. Gold. Which got him the adoption. Yeah. Why did he need it? He didn't. Okay. It seems like a long, a long, uh, what do you call it? Just like sidetracking for nothing. Like he goes off, he does that, gets adopted by a lord, and then just leaves again. He doesn't need that. He doesn't need 
frogs. He's not going like back to the Lord. It doesn't do him any good at the end. Like no. he's Pope. And I think the Lord got the the gold. Yeah. Like I think he delivered the gold yeah. to him. Yeah. I mean, if if you want to do this. And you want to keep that sort of fairy tale structure, at least make it like there are three like questions that a Pope candidate has to answer and he gets them from each of the animals. Right. So it's all like, <laughs> so it all matters. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing, like frog and dog shit was obviously like a sidetrack decoy thing Yeah. to kind of minimize or attempt to minimize the real thing. Which was bird. They also shoved bird in the middle. Like I got the order wrong because yeah. I was remembering uh-huh. the order in which he used these things. Right. Um, but the the actual order in the story is he learned dog first, bird second, frog third. Um, and like the middle one's the one you're most likely to forget. So I think the birds are supposed to be an afterthought. Right. They like. I think they may have orchestrated the rest of this. Probably. I was going to say, there's definitely like a, a bird fall tie-in because they, yeah. have, they have chosen a pope. <laughs> uh, and they're sticking around to make sure he popes it up right. Uh, if, if you are just joining us we're, or have joined us recently, we're referring to uh, a, a general plot we've noticed by birds who want to interfere with the affairs of mankind, usually by naming kings like giving advice to humans uh so they're they're up to something i feel like it's pretty straightforward yeah i mean that's that's most of it birds want simple kings and no magic birds, yeah because fairies use magic to hurt people including birds <laughs> especially birds yeah and, and the birds are running this as like a secret ops mission which is why we think yeah the like setting up the other creatures as distractions. Yeah. Just if, if you happen to be joining for the first time, it's like quick and dirty summary of what we're on about here. And may, I don't know if the other animals tried to prevent this. Like did dogs try to prevent it no. by distracting him? No, the dogs, the dogs were told to be there to guard this treasure for no reason. And I don't know that they disappeared magically. Like I don't think that, they might have all just run off. Let me double check this. In the two of you's opinion, uh, learning three languages, Frog being the last one, do you think that would make it like the one that is freshest in his mind or the one that he has the least control over? Because it's the newest. I don't know. If he spent a year with each of them they're, and he like keeps up with them, they're probably all fine is it possible that the frogs were saying don't be pope and, and he, just, he just heard be pope he just misinterpreted yeah like they were trying to warn him yeah about these <laughs> fucking doves they're gonna run his life would he not want to be pope he he didn't think he was worthy right he was definitely hesitant about it until and the birds he were is like, correct in the in the voice of the librarian from bob's burgers do it do it <laughs> I also know that the Grimm brothers probably didn't write this story and just collected it, but I have to place blame on somebody. So yeah. So why would you write a story about a puppet pope? Why would you write a story about a puppet pope and end it as soon as he becomes pope? <laughs> like it was like it was just starting to get good. Yeah, you start it with he's an idiot. Yeah, like it's and then this you is end all it with, well now he's pope. Like this is all set up and then you get to the point where like these two random birds like interfered in the affairs of men and chose the next pope and that's the end children <laughs> good night get out of here yeah, it doesn't specify how the dogs disappear they ripped apart every other human that came into their vicinity yeah and he didn't throw anything to them he asked for something to throw but he walks in and they're automatically friendly on his side telling him everything he needs to know very slowly and carefully because he's not that bright yep uh, which might be a feature like one thing we need to watch out for in these stories and that i'm watching out for as i go back through them uh, for the blog is what kind of characteristics are birds looking for in their next leaders simpletons dumb dumb seems to be a pretty or malleable right dumb malleable or like not effective leaders 
because mm. like we had the the brave little taylor yeah who's <laughs> clever in a particular way brave little taylor <clears throat> is good at what he does <laughs> but he's like he's clever he's able to dispatch these magical beings very effectively yeah but he is kind of simple-minded yes mm-hmm. and that i mean that ends up helping Easily him impressed. out and he has a tendency to alienate people with his kind of self-aggrandizing behavior and just like luck of the irish right there were more people willing to kill him in his bed than the one person who was willing to tell him that there were a bunch of people waiting to kill him in his bed that night um so like he's not an effective leader and we had the the prince that i I think was when we came up with project birdfall who the birds had to specifically tell to go do his damn prince job yeah they are definitely looking for easy to lead people Mm -hmm. what are they gonna do with this guy now that he's pope like what do these birds want from him uh, maybe this is what leads to the um, like the witch trials and all that. Fairyland witch trials. Well, like if you get the religious figures on your side and your goal is to get rid of magic, real make, magic. Yeah, making a- an anti-magic stance a real powerful thing there for a bit <laughs> would be an effective way to start culling the magic users that you're trying to get out of the world. Because like <laughs> the frogs, the frogs change nothing. No, the frogs don't matter. Like, he just walks by, and they're like, ah, he's going to be Pope. And he's sad about it, Like, and he we, keeps going. Yeah, like, in that moment, you can be like, oh, that's kind of weird. Why would they say that? Or like, 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 oh, I remember reading this in Macbeth. Does he, like, can do, I, do you believe them? <laughs> like, if I walked past, and all these frogs are saying, like, ah, you're going to be Pope. Probably not. What up, Pope? Like, I don't know. Like these, I don't know what they fro- know. <clears throat> these frogs are ridiculous. You wanted to say something, Tyler? Can I uh, insert a Kaiser Soze moment Please into the do. story? Please. He, the birds were the second language, right? Yeah. He was sent to a master who was going to teach him how to speak goat. But when he got there, the master was three owls in a man suit, and there was a dying, like, tied up man in the back. <laughs> the old Florence master. <laughs> they infiltrated his spot because they need this guy to speak bird. Mm-hmm. Either that or the master was that one dude or one of two dudes that we've encountered who can speak bird. The liaison? Yeah. The, like, hermit, the bird hermit. Yeah. Uh, I know that, like, birds are doing this because they have their own agenda. But from from the perspective of the other people there, mm-hmm. would they also have accepted it if, like, two frogs had hopped out <laughs> or two dogs? It's, this would have been a better story like, if there were two small dogs sitting on his shoulder. Like or two end. frogs. I think like two they, frogs would be the best outcome. Two small dogs clinging on like Scratch from <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Do it, be Pope. Destructo Discourse <laughs> releases every Wednesday. Because um, like from their perspective, is is it all the same thing? They don't. They don't know that birds are doing some stuff. I, I would probably accept it if it was like two birds came out and talked to the sky or two frogs jumped up there. I mean, Carmen, at what point in the timeline do you think this is? Because it could be that humanity has been weaned to just accept that like seeing birds with people makes them important because they're always seeing birds with kings. Mm, think they would, yeah. they would learn the association. Yeah, it's just propaganda. Well, I think this would be a little later in the timeline because I think we're not seeing a lot of actual magic use here. Yeah. Like there's not a, a ton of evidence of any kind of magic at play. Sure. Um, he just learns the languages and like we have learned that birds used to be able to speak pretty freely to people mm-hmm. without magical intervention and that that eventually became a secret society of people who could talk to birds separate from the rest of the world and now hardly anyone so it's just a language that you can learn that is not being taught very often so probably true with frogs and dogs <laughs> and horses i just mean like even on even in our real ass reality when we see like that a bird likes a person we like that person too 
Mm-hmm. Like that bird who's bros with Bernie Sanders. I was going to yeah. say that bird landed on Bernie Sanders' podium and everybody <laughs> freaked out. Yeah, no, that's a freaking... The bird fall project's still going. <laughs> yeah. They had, like... Now they, they, now they, they, they did screw magic. up. Yeah, they did. They did they call that one. They tried. Like, they sent an eagle to attack our current president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they sent a, a bird to be a good omen on Bernie Sanders' podium. But, like, they have not been able to update their efforts with the changing technology. It's those millennials. What is the bird bounty on David Blaine? <laughs> the bounty? Yeah, as the last bastion of magic. <laughs> Uh, like what what, magicians that we need to protect that's true magicians like they're bad for birds all the time Mm -hmm. so many dead doves at their hands what what if like all the magic in the world has just slowly been like ebbing out of it and into david blaine this whole time is this why teller doesn't speak what does he know because he knows because like any what has he seen any word from his mouth could alter human history that's the one that doesn't talk right uh pretty sure pendulette pen pendulette is the one who is talks. the ponytail man yeah is yeah big ponytail man <laughs> teller is the little one who doesn't talk but he does the magic parts he does do the magic parts maybe his tongue was eaten by a bird does pendulette also like he must also do some magic i mean yeah they're okay they're a a pair of magicians. Right. I have my issues with David Blaine, as I think I've said, because I don't think staying in one place for a long time is magic. It's just what we all want to be doing. It's all the magic that we have left, though. Yeah, which is a sad state for magic. Um, I mean, the birds were very effective for a long time. And they are doing all right. I guess we eat them a lot in like greater numbers. So are those just bird felons, though? <laughs> that the bird sentenced to us. I mean, it's pretty messed up because some of them are raised in captivity to be eaten. Sure. So I don't know that they really had a chance to commit any crimes. It's original bird sin. <laughs> or get, or get a, they must pay for the crimes of their ancestors. <laughs> Maybe they feel guilty for various things that they've done in the war against magic. They went too far. Yeah. They meddled too much in the affairs of man, so now mm. they, they sacrifice a portion of themselves to be like Thanksgiving dinner. But it's but it's like fucking hunger games for birds though. Because it's only like the peasant birds that get sacrificed. Yeah. That's that's true. Yeah, it's never like the birds of paradise that you see getting eaten. Uh you do see those getting eaten in the places where they're do native. You? Yeah. They get eaten and turned into like special ceremonial garb. Not here. Not here, no. Yeah, not like not like in the mass way that we eat chickens. No, you don't raise birds of paradise for cool <laughs> hats and sweet meats. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody's we do have ostrich farms. We we do. But we don't eat them. But emus did win a war against people. <laughs> they did. Can you eat an ostrich? Yeah. Can you or should you? You can. I bet it's pretty bad. They make burgers out of them. Do they? Yeah. Are they really bad? I have not eaten an ostrich burger. Ostrich burger? It sounds like it'd be bad. A friend has, so it was fine. Sounds like it'd be leathery. If, if and you tough. want, we can go to one of the last remaining Fuddruckers up toward Rome. Huh. And we can get an ostrich burger. All right. Final Fuddruckers. <laughs> the final Fuddruckers in the universe. If you go to the Smoothie King, you can also get an ostrich and beef meat stick. Like a beef jerky type stick, but it's a mixture of ostrich and beef. Which one's your favorite Final Fuddruckers? Which one? Yeah, mine's seven with the cool anime guy. <laughs> I, I was into junctioning. <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of cool. Say Final Fuddruckers 8. We had to summon stuff to do your fries and it's condiments a, and stuff. Very romantic Final Fuddruckers. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a hell of an opening though. <laughs> Like that, that Very piece, operatic. like, yeah, that like piece of music comes in. It's got the fight in the beginning, you know, it's pretty good. Well, fucking birds are up to something as always. Yeah, as always. So thank you, Zane, for the suggestion. Thank you, Zane. Thank you, Zane. You were correct in assuming that this would be a good Project Birdfall tie-in because damn. It has a bird pope. It does have a bird pope. Bird and pope. a lot of kings had to like follow bird pope. So that is kind <laughs> of a better get than a standard king. Sure. 
I mean, that's their that's their into the kings they didn't pick, right? That's how they're controlling the kings that like got bony blood in them. <laughs> it's very it's a very good bird plan. It's their checkmate. Like here's this idiot pope, going whisper in his ear what he should do at all times, and everyone's just going to accept his his dove covey. So thank you, Zane. Uh, thank you, Buck. Thanks, Buck. Thank you, Buck. Much appreciated. Fun to have you join us. Um, thank you to all of our patrons for helping to support this show. Thanks, patrons. Thank you, patrons. Thank you to our top tier patrons. Uh, I am the Whisper Biscuit, Sarah, Robert, Aspen, newcomer. Thank you, Aspen. Jeremiah, Roast Rabbit, Haley, Tim, Handle Chameleon of Protean Flexibility. I will humor you all in this. <laughs> Dom, Justin, Lily, Jenna, Jen, Heather, who is our favorite. <laughs> As it says on the patron name. Good play, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just have them go to war with each other in, in the patron lineup. I'm sure that's what's next. Yeah, just write messages to each other. <laughs> Do you like me? Yes, no. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you, top-tier patrons. Thanks, top-tier patrons. Always thank keeping you. it interesting. And thank you always, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank, thank you, John, John Waterbottle. Thank you, Roald Dahl. Thank, thank you, you, Roald Dahl. Dahl. Thank you, The Neon. Thank, thank you, you the, the Neon. Neon. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Yonder Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Penn and Teller. Thank, thank you, Penn and Teller. Teller. Thank you, Fuddruckers. Thanks. Thank you, Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers. Don't know that I've ever actually eaten <laughs> at a Fuddruckers, but thanks. Really? Fuddruckers is like where my family went to celebrate good grades. Oh, we probably went to like Indian food. That sounds better. Yeah. I didn't get good grades. <laughs> I was never celebrated. You don't need in them. such a way. They don't. They really don't matter. <laughs> they they don't. Thank you, grades. Thank you, grades. Nah, they're not doing anything for me now. Thank you, knives. I almost forgot that Thank one. Thank you, knives. Thank you, knives. Thank you, catcalling frogs. Thank you, frogs. Thank you, frogs. Thank you. It's ribbit, damn it. What was the? <laughs> it's ribbit, jackass. It's, thank you, ribbit, jackass. <laughs> thank you, ribbit, jackass. Thank you, ribbit, jackass. We're what the folklore. That's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.